Mommy Track Daddy Whispers podcast is now called Birth Agni podcast. Welcome to Mommy Track Daddy Whispers podcast season 3. So I spent a lot of time in California during that first year and I was drawn to birth work because I had a family member uh, who was giving birth. I'm trying to pour that same love and nurturing spirit into my loved ones who I connect with on a daily basis. Okay. So I keep telling myself, you know, like you can help the world. Um, and really you can be so distracted that you don't help your family. Welcome. My name is Divya. I am a certified lactation counselor, a birth educator trainee whose love for birth and lactation knows no bounds i literally literally believe in the mystic powers of nature and in the conversations that we have on the podcast we try and uncover and understand the spiritual aspect of birth and lactation and how the immense change that it brings into our lives how that affects us so today to take one step closer to understand birth better we have adas kisha she is a traveling doula she is a perinatal yoga instructor she is into sound meditation and her tagline says our stories bring us together And today on the podcast I wish I can uncover the layers of stories that Keisha has in her magic basket as somebody providing support for birth we're going to discuss birth we're going to discuss emotional support during birth and the person behind the emotional support who becomes a part of the emotional journey of the families so Keisha thank you so much for coming on board for being with us today for taking out the time so good to see you In person. Great to see you. I know it's been a long time coming. Oh, I appreciate all of your your messages getting me on board. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sukisha. What are stories for you? Stories are just ways to connect, ways to dive deeper into the many layers of each human, each soul. Being able to listen to stories really helps me to understand more about someone's journey and within that journey I start to realize how much more we are all connected and what is that one story that may have impacted you heavily in the last one week probably mm in the last one week i will say a story of myself about myself really and and how i've been navigating my own relationships throughout this work it's been such an interesting moment of uncovering who i am as i dive deeper into this work as i dive deeper into holding space for others dive deeper into non-judgmental approaches to listening to others it's been really sobering to look at myself in the mirror and say wow Keisha you can hold so much space for your clients for your 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 friends that are going through pregnancy or postpartum 
And why is it that you cannot hold that same attention, same nurturing spirit for your boyfriend? <laughs> it's so interesting. So as I dive deeper this week into just uncovering those those uh, layers that make me who I am, I'm trying to pour that same love and nurturing spirit into my loved ones who I connect with on a daily basis. Okay. So I keep telling myself, you know, like you can help the world. Um, and really you can be so distracted that you don't help your family. So I am trying to just dive deeper, drop into my gratitude. So I'm able to, to pour that same love and nurturing spirit into my, my parents, my brothers, um, my partner in this life. So that's one of the stories I've been marinating on this week. Wow, that's powerful. And as a traveling doula, first of all, who is a traveling doula? What does it mean to be a traveling doula? And then we'll talk about the aspect of how birth work gets escalated into different parts of your life. You as a whole being. Yes. Oh, I love that. What is a traveling doula? Anyone who is willing to hold space and be a companion for another and is willing to travel to do that. That is who a traveling doula is to help soothe, help guide, help provide information to anyone in need. My circumstances are very specific in how I became a traveling doula because I grew up in California and ended up moving to New York City and stayed there for about 10 years before before COVID hit. Beginning stages of COVID, I started thinking about moving back to California, but not sure if that was going to be my main um, place or home base because I built community in New York City. So I wanted to dive deeper to understand how I could move in both areas. So I spent a lot of time in California during that first year and I was drawn to birth work because I had a family member uh, who was giving birth. And so it brought me back to California to, to help. And I realized, okay, after that birth, I was able to find a passion, a calling within that work. And I realized I had resources on both coasts. And spending so much time with my family in California... I realized again what I've been missing, which was that familial connection and that healing of childhood trauma, where now I was able to reestablish connections with my mother. And so I had my my partner, he lives in, in New York City. Luckily, he has work that brings him to California as well. So we decided to split our time and and it really is not in any kind of like organized structure in this moment i'm really allowing the spirit to lead me to the work and that's what's been happening that's how i've been showing up um i've been in consultations with clients 
on both coasts. And somehow there have been groupings of multiple clients in one space and one time. And then I'm over in the next uh, area, uh, moving back and forth, um, just allowing for, for the spirit again to guide me. And I've been enjoying it ever since. Both what does actually rub off us like that. And it's it's immense to be able to let fluidity be a part of your life in that sense. And yes. I'm often asked, Keisha, that what is it that a doula will provide for me? Because I hear, especially in India, because birth has been very traditional with our mothers and, you know, uh, generations before that, you know, like probably in your community as well. And I'm often asked that since it is so natural, it's such a natural part of life, why do I need a doula? Why do I need emotional support? Why do I need all of that? How do I answer mm. that? Yeah, I think first it's about the inward journey. I'm, I'm really in the business of allowing you to show me your needs and, and wants and desires and then me explaining to you how I could help curate an experience. So yes, I do feel that everyone requires support during transitional periods, um, especially during the pregnancy journey and postpartum journey. Um, but as far as hiring a doula, I will not say you have to hire a doula. But if you are called to, I would explore that. And I would set up consultations with doulas to see how they could incorporate their methodology into helping to support your vision. Um, in general, I think we are, are beings that need that kind of emotional physical, mental, spiritual support. Like we cannot do it on our own. No matter what, like even if we have those moments where we're like, I have to disconnect and protect my energy, I'm all for that as well. But in the, in the grand scheme of things, this world is filled with so many twists and turns that just having that one person to help support you, to help listen to you is huge. So with the, with the doula work, I see it as, again, that mental, physical, spiritual, emotional work, um, holding space. Sometimes that looks like just listening to my clients. Sometimes that looks like providing information based on concerns and questions that my clients do have um, and just representing what it looks like as far as procedures that they are being told they need or maybe that they want. So it's looking like here's information, here are the advantages, here are the drawbacks, here is what happens if you do nothing. Um, what do you want? And I'll present you that information and support what you decide. I'm not here to force you into anything. It's really a journey about the person who's going through the experience. This this metaphor was used in one of my trainings, like doulas are just the riverbanks holding space 
for the river to flow through and our clients are that river like that water flowing through so sometimes it's raging waters sometimes it's very still waters but the river banks are constantly holding space no matter what and that's how i see this work and so i'm here to provide all of those different aspects and i will say at the beginning of my work, I thought it was more of just that informational piece. And the more I dive deeper, I know that there is a spiritual connection and there is a faith-based learning system where you're able to just faith, meaning just hoping for and believing in something that you do not see. And so as I dive deeper into births and seeing the transformations and being reborn myself, I see the the connection to the spiritual side and aspect, and I hold it in in high regard, uh, just as much as I as I do the medical information, the evidence based research. I do feel like it goes hand in hand, and I look at this work as a holistic experience. I move with holistic approach. Um, and as we walk in to the birthing experience, into the postpartum experience, I find that it's really important to help my, my clients or support my clients in learning more about their own power from within and what that looks like. And it's not something that I give to them. It's something that they uncover themselves because it's already there. It just sometimes requires these conversations, these these moments of interaction where we're really diving deeper into what these changes will look like as we move forward. Mm. Self-awareness is what I thought of when you were saying all of this, that to be self-aware, sometimes we need that guidance. And do you think, Keisha, that both today in the system has become really isolated. It's facts, problem and resolution. It's not what is required in between to prevent the problems from coming your way and having the power to know how to go about life and birth, how to have that perception in place to be able to navigate your fears of things that can go wrong because we are talking more about what can go wrong than what can go right. Has birth not become isolated now? Mm, great question. I think there are many layers to this. I do feel that in society, we are very driven by a fear-based approach to life, to birth, to postpartum. I think that's a way to control communities, to disassociate themselves from their own power. I find myself in spaces just on my own healing journey to reclaim the power that I have within. And that's what I continue to encourage and support others to do. And ask themselves why, okay? Ask themselves why this is happening. Why am I to fear my own child's birth? Um, why? And, and I would encourage just to reflect on that, journal it. What are the thoughts that came to be? And when you do that work, 
embrace the emotions, the sensations, the revelations that come. I found that on this journey of helping others, I've started to heal myself in my own fears, thinking that, oh, the way my mother birthed is how I'm going to birth. That's it. That's been a narrative pushed in society. And I don't think that is true. Like in this moment of my life, through the research, through the experiences, doing the work and preparation can shape and, and can change our course. I don't believe that just the way my mom birthed is the way I'm going to birth. And I don't put that out into, into the universe, <laughs> into my head any longer. I've started to let go of those mental ties, releasing and practicing non-attachment. Now, the way birth is portrayed in the media every day as a violent affair. I have to practice this non-attachment every day. Okay. Multiple times. And in the news, we are being re-traumatized every time these stories are being blasted. But there is a moment where we also need to reflect on why this is being shown to us over and over and over and over again. And I encourage you to find moments of calm and peace to reflect on that. How that system that we have been raised with has affected you in this time. Like ask yourself those questions. And that's how I've been able to dive deeper into a variety of healing modalities to bring to clients, to bring to myself. Like you were talking about the vagus nerve, like exercises. Breath is one of the most important tools, most effective ways of stimulating the vagus nerve. And the vagus nerve, I like to think of a, as a complex control center, sending information from the brain to the body and vice versa. Vagus is what in Latin meaning to wander. So the vagus nerve is wandering through the body to to impact major organs and those organs are controlling involuntary bodily processes such as breathing swallowing tasting hearing our gut health fertility um, orgasms there's all these things and and when it's healthy we find ourselves letting go of this fight or flight fear response, these primal hormonal responses to this kind of stimuli. And we're able to reroute it. We're able to soothe. We're able to be at peace within the context of the information, uh, with breath, with slowing down, with movement, um, you know, such as yoga, but also such as everyday movement is like walking and hiking out to nature, creating rippling effects that imitate deep massage, like deep tissue massage. So massage for your insides. So I dive deeper into these healing modalities because I realized the system in which we are born into does not want us to see how we can heal ourselves. So find the ways that you feel most at peace. Find the ways that you can heal yourself. I feel that when we are able to strip away those moments of pressure and anxiety and fear-based coercion, we are able to step in a different kind of light and a different kind of power that 
allows birth to just be. And so we want to make sure we have teams, collectives, birth teams of professionals. I'm all about collaborative care, okay? I'm talking about OBs, midwives, doulas, therapists, lactation consultants, pelvic floor therapists, your your grandmother who's able to hold space for you. Like I'm talking about this collaborative care approach and all that I do that could come together. You just have to find your people. And that comes with questioning. That comes with being confident enough to ask questions, to switch providers, to switch doulas, to switch midwives, okay? To switch therapists. You have autonomy over yourself. I was thinking that all of this is like finding your chi. Like probably you need Ugwe, Master Ugwe, to find your chi, to rely on your power through life because life is not going to be filled with the same kind of events. They're going to be events that are favorable. They're going to be events that are not favorable. But if you find your chi and if you have your support system, that will be your master Ugwe, your guide. And that's where doula work, the work that you've been talking about all this while comes in. So Keisha, how do you prepare families for birth? There is the birthing mother or the birthing person who are surrounded by their families, mothers. Here in India, we have families or, you know, partners to be very specific. How do you prepare, you know, the family for birth? How Keisha involves families in birth support. We will listen to it in the second part of our conversation. This episode comes to an end here. I hope you could relate to the inner work that birth requires. Understanding your fears, your emotional triggers, your queries. This inner work in finding answers and support in this area through your doula or your team that can include your birth educator helps you in finding a power that helps you during labor and birth. We will elaborate on it in the second part. If you want to understand this better, you can drop me a message or an email. I love that. We can connect. If you like what you hear, consider giving us a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And remember, you got the power. Stay tuned.